What's up, everyone? It's your boy Rob here. Welcome to the Flame Entertainment and Sports. Of course, this week, you know, we've been doing things differently. I haven't had our typical, you know, sports Tuesday episode, entertainment Thursday episode, but, you know, it's just one of those weeks and, uh, you know, got to keep uh, putting out the content and uh, giving our thoughts and making sure, you know, you guys are up to date with all the stuff we cover here on the podcast. So um, for this specific episode, um, I was planning on doing, you know, like a sports episode, but then um, I ended up deciding now this is just going to be strictly an NFL, you know, week 12 recap along with a week 13 preview and a, and also, you know, a significant um, player being available now to sign with a contender as uh, Zach Ertz um, requested to be released from the Arizona Cardinals. His uh, request is granted and he's expected to clear waivers, I believe, tomorrow, Friday. And uh, yes, I was a contender, you know, so I, I talk about that as well and mention, you know, some teams that, you know, come to mind. So there you go. <laughs> but yeah, with all that said, before we get into the NFL, um, I want to shout out SeatGeek. Um, I talked about it in our episode yesterday. We are now a part of SeatGeek. And of course, you know, SeatGeek, um, one of the best, you know, ticket apps out there. Um, I My favorite thing about SeatGeek is their scale, their rating scale. So basically each deal is rated on a scale from 0 to 10. And, of course, the higher the rating, the better the deal. And SeatGeek also gives you a, a great, um, a great, what do you call it? Um, a great idea of what your view um, is most likely going to be like um, for the event you're purchasing the tickets for, whether it be, you know, a, a sporting event, a, a concert, comedy show, whatever it is. And what better time than now, you know, the holiday season and Christmas season, right? To give someone a gift from SeatGeek by buying them tickets to watch their favorite team play, watch their favorite artist perform, or to watch their favorite stand-up comic do some funny things on stage. So make sure to use this special discount code that SeatGeek has given us. Um, whenever you make your first purchase on SeatGeek, use code ROBCAO, that's R-O-B-C-A-O, and you will receive $20 off your first order. Once again, that's R-O-B-C-A-O, Rob Gow, for $20 off your first ticket purchase on SeatGeek. And once again, shout out to SeatGeek for making us part of the team. Let's keep it going. Team SeatGeek all the way. And now, I hope you guys enjoy this NFL episode. What's up, everyone? So. For the first portion of today's episode, I'm going to be covering the NFL. Um, of course, we've been a little out of sorts this week in terms of the scheduling. Um, as today is Thursday, November 30th, usually, you know, we put out these sports episodes on Tuesday. So, but it is what it is, you know, after a holiday week, um, you know, just got to adjust to it. And we'll hopefully, you know, we get back on track uh, the following week. But, yes, yeah, so I'm going to be, you know, recapping some games within the NFL in week 12. And then, of course, you know, previewing a couple for week 13 as things uh, kick off tonight on Thursday night football between the six and five Seahawks as they travel to Dallas to face off against the eight and three Cowboys. So in week 12, I want to start off, as always, with my Miami Dolphins as we improve to eight and three on the year after defeating the New York Jets 34 to 13 and the Jets fall to four and seven on the year. This was, uh, you know, a very impressive game. I would say uh, defensively, once again, for the Dolphins, as well as in, you know, the rushing department and, of course, in the passing game as well, as always. But, yeah, I want to start off really, you know, with the defense here. 
um, point out a couple of guys who, you know, usually <laughs> um, play consistently week in and week out. And Mr. Consistent himself, I'm going to start off with Christian Wilkins. He had two sacks in this game, along with two tackles for loss and two quarterback hits on Tim Boyle. Then we had, of course, Javon Holland, with, I would say the player of the week in week 12 of uh, the NFL season as he had an interception and he returned it 99 yards for a touchdown. There was two seconds left before halftime. Uh, Tim Boyle, you know, the Jets call a uh, Hail Mary. He throws it up to the end zone. Holland picks it off and takes it back 99 yards. And that was just one of the most exciting plays um, that I've seen in a very long time. So shout out to, of course, Christian Wilkins. Like I said, Javon Holland, always making things happen. Another guy who's the who's the epitome of consistency is Jalen Phillips. He had a sack, three tackles for loss, a pass deflection, and two quarterback hits in this one. Unfortunately, he will be missing the rest of the season due to a torn Achilles that he suffered um, in the game. But with that said, uh, I know he's going to bounce back and Kali and now he'll be the 2024 NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Uh, some other guys to talk about, Jerome Baker. I think he's had a really under-the-radar season. And uh, I understand because, you know, we've had guys like Wilkins, Phillips, you know, Van Ginko, um, Holland, Ramsey, Howard, you know, we've had them do like star-studded things as well. So not everyone's going to get their name called, but he did lead the team in tackles in this one, six tackles. He also added two pass deflections and a tackle for loss. Um, oh, another guy who, I mean, to me, he's super consistent ever since uh, his rookie year last year, Kader Kohu, the cornerback. He's done an incredible job uh, in the nickel, uh, in the slot this year. And uh, um, last week, he had two huge uh, tackles against the Raiders. And now uh, this week, he added a couple more, this time against the Jets. Uh, some other guys, oh, David Long, who's, man, what an incredible pickup he was in the offseason. I've talked about him every week here. He's really, you know, uh, strengthening the linebacking core in the middle there, helping Jerome Baker, and he's just done an incredible job in his first season as a Dolphin so far. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, I mean, I think they threw at him maybe once. <laughs> Another start, studded performance for him. Emmanuel Agba, who the, the team's going to rely on more now with Phillips out for the season. He had a sack and two quarterback hits. Uh, speaking of Agba and Phillips, the Dolphins – um. A couple of days ago, they did sign Jason Pierre-Paul, the multi-time all-pro, pro-baller, and, of course, two-time Super Bowl champion, once with the New York Giants, and the other time, a couple of years ago, with Tom Brady and the Bucks. Uh, very excited to have him as part of the Dolphins. I think it's a hell of a pickup by Chris Greer, and um, it goes, these type of pickups at this time, this time of the season, and with the team that we, we are right now, um, it goes beyond, like, oh, what's he going to bring to the table on the field, like, because when you look at Pierre Paul, he's just not—he's not just a great pass rusher, but he's also a great leader. He gets along with everyone, and he has a lot of experience um, in the biggest games, you know. So I'm very excited to see what he could do for us. And yeah, don't sleep on Emmanuel Agba. Though. I think you know people kind of—not—not that they wrote him off, but they kind of forgot about him. He uh, tore his ACL in the middle of last year. But remember the previous years before that, when Chris Greer really became the GM. No. And we drafted Wilkins that same year. We brought in Agba on a cheap contract. And for a couple of years there, he was our best pass rusher. So don't sleep on him. And, of course, Andrew Van Ginkle. Um, I mean, I have a stat actually here. Let me open up Twitter really quick. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Andrew Van Ginkle, as of recent, he's been playing really in the middle alongside, like, David Long and Jerome Baker. And he's been doing a hell of a job. 
you know, every time I talk about Andrew Van Ginkel, I just talk about him as like the guy that whatever you ask him to do, he's going to do it for you and he's going to exceed expectations. <laughs> yeah, let me put up this tweet really quick. All right, profile. I saved it. I'm trying to, there we go, bookmarks. Okay, so Andrew Van Ginkel, shout out to, who tweeted this out? Five Reasons Sports, okay. They put Andrew Van Ginkel has the least time to pressure for all defenders with 30 minimum pressures, 2.24 seconds. Um, He gets to the quarterback, and that's the best in the NFL. So I thought I would point that out. So, of course, you know, we're going to need more from Van Ginkel. Like I said, he always exceeds expectations. And, of course, Agba, he's going to have an elevated playing role with Phillips out. And then, of course, Pierre Paul, um, the newly signed uh, pass rusher, going to need, need him to step up as well. And, of course, you know, the impact of Jalen Phillips is uh, obviously he's one of the top players on this team on the field and in the locker room as well. So, of course, it's a big loss, but, I mean, injuries are part of the sport and you just got to keep going. And, yeah, all the best, you know, to Jalen Phillips. But, yeah, other than that, um, I'll get into some other Week 12 games, but really quickly talk about the Dolphins' upcoming game on Sunday. We travel to Washington, face off against the 4-8 and eight Washington Commanders. We're coming off a Thanksgiving loss to the Cowboys. So, uh, the Commanders right now, I would say their biggest issue this year has been their offensive line. Um, I've seen, you know, multiple other games and really um, everything. The main problem that comes back to me at, uh, after watching uh, all the games I've watched of theirs is their offensive line. Um, Sam Howell, he's on pace right now to be the most sacked quarterback in the season in NFL history. And with that said, he's currently like leading the league in, in uh, what's it called, in passing yards, completions, attempts. So he's having an incredible season in his second year in the league, but first year as a starter. Um, I'm I'm really high on Sam Howell. I think he has a bright future. And uh, yeah, even though he's on pace, like I said, to be the most sacked quarterback in the season, he's leading the league in passing <laughs> passing yards and completions, which which is just like mind blowing to think about. Then, of course, in the running game, they have Brian Robinson, another second-year player, former Alabama running back. Um, He's always a problem. He's like, I love his style of running because he, he's one of those big backs that, like, knows how to, uh, you know, break tackles. And uh, then defensively, to me, the commanders are always going to be solid. And really, it's because of their head coach, Ron Rivera. He's one of my favorite coaches in the league. He's been now for a while. I think he's very underrated, and you know, people tend to criticize him and, but I think a lot of times he hasn't been, you know, dealt the best hands in terms of, like, the best rosters. But I always go back to, like, when he led that Panthers team to the Super Bowl. Uh, that's just incredible still to me that he led that team to the Super Bowl. I know they lost, but hey, they got there, and they weren't expected to be there whatsoever. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, this is one of those games where, you know, some people are like, oh, you know, it's not going to be close, this and that. But, no, hey, I'm telling you, that all Ron Rivera – led teams they they play very hard and you know they, they have a, a lot of good players on this Washington team so I think it's going to be a fun game uh for the Dolphins side and I think it's going to really be one of those games where we're gonna really it's going to be a big opportunity basically for you know Agba, Van Ginko, Pierre Paul because like I said the Washington commander's biggest downfall is their own line so there's going to be a big test and also it's going to be a lot of opportunities for these guys you know that we're going to need them to elevate their pass rushing abilities and, yeah, you know, contribute more with, uh, you know, big loss of Jalen Phillips. So, yeah, I just wanted, you know, to cover that quickly. But now to get in, me uh, open up these week 12, the week 12 scoreboard here really quick. Um, 
like I said, the Commanders, you know, they lost on Thanksgiving to the Cowboys. The Cowboys, let me open this up really quick. Um, the Cowboys, yeah, improved the 8-3. and three. That was another dominating win. They moved to 5-0 and oh at home, and they continue to not just win at home, but absolutely like, crush teams at home. They won the game 45-10. to 10. And, uh, yeah, it was a tremendous performance, you know, for Dak Prescott. He continues to have an incredible season. You know, arguably the most impactful player um, in the league right now. He had four touchdowns in the game, uh, along with 331 yards. Um, let's see. Yeah, C.D. Lamb, another great game for him. Brandon Cooks, the last two to three weeks, he's gotten more involved. And I think uh, that's been a huge, like, you know, bright spot for the Cowboys offense and they've been able to open up the, the passing game more and now the you know defenses have one more guy to worry about and it's just not oh CD Lamb and you know, let the other guys beat us you know Cooks, Ferguson, Jalen Tobert um, so yeah and Michael Gallup but then defensively of course you know the Cowboys have a dominant defense uh, Jonathan Hankins the veteran defensive tackle he had a monster game with two sacks two tackles for loss and two quarterback hits Michael Parsons, the superstar, um, hybrid linebacker, uh, pass rusher, whatever you want to call him. He's just a beast. He had a sack and a half along with a tackle for loss and three quarterback hits on Sam Howell. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, he's a very underrated player, in my opinion, one of the most underrated guys in the league. He had a quarterback hit in this one. Dante Fowler Jr. had half a sack and a quarterback hit in this one as well. And, uh, and yeah, oh yeah, and that's right. And Deron Bland, how can I forget? <laughs> he made a NFL history as he had his fifth pick six of the season, um, which yeah, is NFL history. Um, the previous record have been four pick sixes in one season. So congrats to Deron Bland, the second round, the second year player. It was a late round pick last year, and he's blossoming to a superstar. Um, and it's incredible to see. Uh, his pick six was a sixty three yard return for a touchdown. So. There you go. Shout out to Deron Bland. The star-studded uh, season continues for him. Uh, now let's go to, let's see what other week 12 games here. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Some other week 12 games to cover. Of course, Thanksgiving, you know, there's a couple more games. Um, the Packers, you know, they picked up a huge win. That was the first game on Thanksgiving. They picked up a huge division win against the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Green Bay improves a five and six. Jordan Love continues to play better and better. He threw three touchdowns in the game, which is uh the most he's thrown in a game this season. Um, Packers win 29-22 and improved the five and six on the year. Detroit falls to eight and three. And I think even it's not just Love and the Packers offense improving, but I think also the Packers defense is improving. And uh, yeah, it was I mean big time win for Green Bay. And then the the final game on Thanksgiving was the 49ers with a big division win. They won 31 to 13 against the Seahawks in Seattle. San Fran improves to 8 and 3. Of course, they started 5 and 0. They lost three in a row. They had a bye, and now they've, you know, had three wins in a row and three monster wins in a row. And uh, yeah, they improved to 8 and 3, like I said. Seattle falls to 6 and 5. And then, of course, we have Seattle tonight heading to Dallas. So, two of the, the Thursday teams from last week are two of the Thursday teams for this week. So, that's pretty cool. Um, I think this game tonight, Seattle at Dallas, it's an interesting one. Um, it yeah, Seattle is like very interesting to me because even in their games where you know they've lost by a good amount, I feel like the majority of those games, like at the end, it just kind of gets out of hand if that makes sense. Uh, but also with that said, of course, Dallas has been like absolutely dominant at home, 
So it's hard to, you know, go against, uh, what do you call it? It's hard to go against Dallas at home. Um, so yeah, this, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Dallas as my pick to win the game. Um, cause yeah, like I said, I, I don't think you can really go against Dallas at home. So I think the Cowboys will take care of business against Seattle, but I do think it'll be a good game. Uh, um, it's going to be interesting to see because Seattle's offensive line has a lot of injuries. Uh, Geno Smith, he's playing injured. And, and of course, Dallas's defense, arguably the best in the league and with a tremendous pass rush and, you know, great coaching by Dan Quinn. So I think that's going to be the main matchup there. Like, you know, can the Seahawks O-line hold up against the Dallas uh, pass rush? So, uh, now to move on to some other games, of course, I covered the Dolphins and Jets already. That was the first Black Friday game in NFL history. Um, let's see a couple other games. So yeah, I mean, in terms of a big divisional win in NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons defeated the New Orleans Saints twenty four to fifteen. Um, now both teams are tied at five and six, but of course with the win, Atlanta has a tire tiebreaker. So they're currently it's crazy. They're first place in, in the NFC South at five and six. Um, so yeah, now Bijan Robinson, I guess Arthur Smith remembered. Uh, he had him on his team. He ran sixteen times for ninety one yards and a touchdown. And, uh, yeah, the Falcons, you know, pick up a huge division win. All right, so some other games to talk about here. Another one of uh, divisional, you know, significance in the AFC North. The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't know how they keep doing it, but they somehow improved the 7-4. and four. Uh, I think this is, like, one of the most, what do you call it, like, unlikely 7-4 and four teams in NFL history. Uh, they beat the Cincinnati Bengals 16-10. to 10. Cincinnati falls to 5-6. and six, And I watched, you know, parts of the game. You know, not the prettiest game, but like I said, the Steelers, once again, <laughs> find a way to win. Uh, Najee Harris, I think as the season's gone on, he's, uh, you know, done a better job running the ball. And with that said, Jalen Warren, the other running back of the Steelers, he's, I think he's had a great season. And uh, Harris uh, ran for 99 yards and a touchdown in this one. Pat Fryermute, um, he's back from injury reserve after multiple weeks out. He had a huge game. He had nine catches for 120 yards and yeah, the Steelers they said somehow moved to seven and four, and uh, the Bengals fall to five and six with uh, Jake Browning at uh, quarterback. Um, some other games here to talk about. Oh, yeah, this is a pretty cool one. Uh, Indianapolis they improved to six and five. What a story for them! Their first year head coach, their rookie quarterback starts off great, out for the season. Gardner Minshew comes in. Um, yeah, they've been a really you know it's a really cool story to follow. They improved to six and five. They beat Tampa 27-20. Tampa falls to 4-7. and seven. Uh, Gardner Minshew, like I said, he's been a quarterback there. Uh, Michael Pittman had over 100 receiving yards for Indy. And Rashad White, one of my favorite running backs in the league, he ran 15 times for 100 yards for Tampa. And, uh, yeah, Indy's currently in the playoff race right now. And, uh, man, what a job for a, a rookie head coach, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's nice to see another game that I saw the end of. Two, you know, very exciting teams with uh, two young quarterbacks, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans. So the Jaguars defeat the Texans 24 to 21. Uh, last play of the game, uh, the Texans kicker, Matt Amendola, went for a 58-yard field goal to tie the game and send it to overtime. And unfortunately hit the bottom of the field goal post and uh, and the Texans fall to 6-5 and five and the Jags improved to 8-3. and three. Following that game, the Texans did cut Amendola. That was his second missed field goal of the game. So, there you go. <laughs> but, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, C.J. Stroud, you know, two of the best young quarterbacks in the league. 
And uh, not very exciting to see both of these teams, you know, very competitive. And, uh, yeah, Jaguars, you know, moved to 8-3. and three And, uh, yeah, they're currently in a three-way tie, basically, for the second spot in the AFC with the Chiefs and the Finns. So, there you go. And then, oh, this is a, a huge one as well. I, for, I forgot about this game. Um, What do you call it? Uh, Sorry, the Denver Broncos uh, improved to 6-5 and five as they pick up their fifth straight win as they defeat the – Red hot Cleveland Browns twenty nine to twelve. The Browns fall to seven and four. You know the Browns have been like hot, man. Like their defense is incredible, but the Broncos are even hotter. Obviously, <laughs> five straight wins. Of course, everyone brings up you know when they gave up seventy points to the Dolphins. Of course, it's just incredible to see the job that Sean Payton and the staff have done to like turn this team around in a matter of weeks from you know looking like arguably you know the worst team in the league to like an actual like playoff team. It's just an incredible job what they're doing over there. And, uh, yeah, no, a lot of, you know, respect there to, to the staff and the players there in Denver. Another game to talk about here, uh, Kansas City. They're able to um, have a bounce-back win against the Raiders after a, a rainy Monday night loss to the Eagles. They went 31-17. to Kansas City improves to 8-3, and and the Raiders pick up their second straight loss and go to 5-7 and on the year. Uh, Mahomes threw for 298 and two touchdowns. Um, Rasheed Rice, a rookie receiver for Kansas City, had eight catches for 107 yards and a touchdown. And Josh Jacobs of the Raiders ran 20 times for 110 yards and a TD. Um, uh, uh, oh, yeah, pretty cool game here, too. The Philadelphia Eagles improved to 10-1 and as they defeat the Buffalo Bills 37-34 with a game-winning field goal in overtime by Jake Elliott, arguably the best kicker in the league. And, uh, yeah, Philly just, you know, somehow continues to find a way to win. And Jalen Hurts continues to find a way to win. And it's just incredible what they've been able to do here. And uh, Nick Sirianni, you know, continues to do a great job. And, yeah, no, definitely a great team. And the Bills is crazy. They fought a 6-6. Six and six, But, like, when you think of them, like, like they realistically they could really compete with anyone. And I think uh, although they lost this game, I think it showed like so it's it's just crazy when you look at the Bills and their record right now. But hey, you gotta at the end of the day you gotta complete games and win. And I think that's a perfect transition to this next game as the LA Chargers fought a four and seven after losing on Sunday night football to the Baltimore Ravens twenty to ten. Baltimore improves a nine and three. They're currently the one seed in the AFC. And, yeah, the Chargers, you know, once again, lose a close one. I know this is 10 points. It's not, oh, a touchdown or, you know, three points. But at the end of the day, you know, the Chargers are known, oh, they put up big numbers, this and that. They have this guy on defense, that guy, whatever. But like I said about Buffalo, it's about completing games and winning. And the Chargers, you know, they don't have that knack for completing games. And they fought a four and seven on the year. And then the final game of the week, um, only one touchdown on Monday Night Football as the Bears <laughs> defeat the Vikings 12-10. to 10. Uh, Josh Dobbs threw four interceptions. Justin Fields had two fumbles. It was an ugly game, but the, hey, the Bears somehow win on a field goal um, by Cairo Santos, and they improved the 4-8. and eight. Minnesota falls to 6-6 six six after a hot start uh, with Cousins, and Cousins goes down. Dobbs comes in, is hot, and in the last two weeks, Minnesota has fallen, and they're now a game, a loss away from going under 500. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Minnesota does have a bye week for week 13. So this week they're off. And um, Kevin O'Connell, the head coach, he did say 
There may be, you know, some changes in the quarterback department for their week 14 uh, matchup. And it depends on if Justin Jefferson will be back or not. Um, and off injury reserve for that game. So only time will tell. But yeah, that's a you know, a little quick rundown for week 12. Now to talk about week 13 really quickly. I already, you know, kind of gave my thoughts on the first game of the week, uh, Seattle and, and uh Dallas. Um, I gave some thoughts on Miami and Washington. And uh yeah, let's see some other games here. Uh, internet's being a little slow for some reason, but it's all good. Uh yeah, so some other so, yeah, some other games I want to talk about quickly coming up this week in the NFL. One that really uh, catches my eye here is the Denver Broncos heading to Houston. Face off against the Texans, you know, two six and five teams fighting, you know, for a, a playoff spot in the AFC. And uh, two very, you know, I would say two of the most surprising teams, two of the best stories in the NFL this year. I give you the top two best stories in the league, of course. Um, I brought it up a couple minutes ago. Of course, you know, Denver started off the season. Dolphins put up 70 points on them. Now they've won five in a row. Then you have Houston, first-year head coach in D'Amico Ryans, first-year quarterback, second overall pick in C.J. Stroud. A lot of young guys, um, a, a very young nucleus. And um, both of these teams have very much, you know, been surprises to the majority of uh, NFL consumers, or NFL fans, NFL people, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, I think this is going to be, you know, a tremendous game to watch and I highly recommend it. Of course, I'm going to be watching my fins at that time at one o'clock. So you already know. And the fins are on Fox. Okay. Fins uh, commanders on Fox and then maybe on another TV <laughs> or on my phone or computer. Maybe I have this one on, but nah, honestly, when the Dolphins are playing, all my focus is on them. So never mind. But <laughs> for those of you who do watch the Broncos and Texans, I think uh, it's going to be a fun game. And yeah, honestly, I don't even know who to pick. Maybe kind of leaning towards Houston because it's in Houston. I would probably lean towards Denver if it was in Denver, to be honest. So, yeah, I think that's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, another one that uh, really – oh, wait, one thing really quickly I forgot to mention uh, that, ha that happened uh, this week. Uh, Frank Reich, the head coach of the Panthers, after only 11 games of his uh, Panthers tenure, he's been fired. He's no longer the head coach of Carolina, so I thought we'd point that out. Just remember that right now as I'm looking at their names here in the scoreboard. Uh, I mean the schedule, the scoreboard. <laughs> another game, another interesting game here. It might not be interesting to the majority of people, and I understand. It's a two and ten Arizona Cardinals heading to Pittsburgh. The face off against the seven and four Steelers. Like I said, like Mike Tomlin, he always finds a way. The Steelers, you know, they at the end of the day, they've executed and they're, you know, they have one of the top records in the league. And there's a reason for that. You know, they're finishing games and doing what they have to do. But for some reason, this game really, I don't know, I, I could see like an upset happening here where Arizona somehow comes out on top in this one. I don't know. I'm really feeling the Cardinals here. Um, so, yeah, I thought I would point that out. And uh, although the Cardinals have lost and uh, with Kyler Murray back, I mean, he has been playing great. You see the offense getting better little by little. Trey McBride, the rookie tight end, he's really blossoming. And uh, speaking of Arizona tight ends, uh, actually today, a little prior to when I began recording this um segment, uh, Zach Ertz, the you know Super Bowl champion, Eagles legend, long time you know NFL tight end, he asked for a release from Arizona, and it was granted. He's expected to you know pass waivers tomorrow, and uh, yes, I know you know. A contract for the rest of the season with a contender of course everyone really is uh pointing out the eagles as of course like i said he's an eagles legend 
he was on their previous Super Bowl team um, with uh, Doug Peterson and Nick Foles. And, uh, but hey, why not the Miami Dolphins? That's another team that comes up to me. Not just cause, not because they're my team, but I could actually see a scenario where perhaps Ertz is interested in coming to Miami. We bring him here alongside Durham Smythe against, uh, alongside Julian Hill. And it'll very much elevate um, our passing offense, adding another weapon for Tua and company, and as well as in the blocking game and the run blocking game. So I think that he'd be a tremendous asset, and I would be absolutely, you know, honored to have arguably, you know, one of the best tight ends of all time um, on my team. So it's going to be interesting to see where Ertz ultimately ends up landing, but I'm excited. Uh, let's see other games here before I wrap up this segment. Oh, this is a tremendous game. You know, I would say, in my opinion, the top two teams in the NFC. We have the San Francisco 49ers heading to Philadelphia to face off against the Eagles. The Niners, of course, are 8-3. and three. The Eagles are 10-1. and one, And wow, uh, this is going to be a tremendous game. Of course, the NFC Championship rematch. And like I said, these are my top two teams in the NFC for sure. Uh, this is going to be definitely a fun one. It's in Philly. Uh, San Francisco, wow, their favorite by three. Okay, that's interesting. Um, wow, that, to me, this is one of those toss-up games. Uh, obviously, we can see San Francisco with a revenge on their mind, with a healthy Brock Purdy, you know, after he suffered that injury in the game last year. Um, he's ready to go. But then also, it's like, man, Philadelphia at home. I know Philadelphia in general, and Jalen Hurts, like, wow, this is one of those, honestly, this is a toss-up game. Wow, this is going to be a tremendous game. <laughs> and then on Sunday Night Football, I think this is going to be another good game. We have the 8-3 Kansas City Chiefs heading the Lambeau Field and Patrick Mahomes' Lambeau Field debut as they face off against the 5-6 and six Green Bay Packers. I think this is going to be a hell of a game. Uh, of course, the majority of people are going to go with KC here. Um, they do have the better record, you know. They've been the better team. But, man, don't sleep on Green Bay here. They're, you know, one of the hottest teams in the league as of recent time. It's in Lambeau Field. Yeah. Oh, man. This, uh, it's a December game. I don't know. This is going to be a hell of a game. That's all I'm going to say. And then Monday Night Football, we have the 5-6 and six Bengals heading to Jacksonville, face off against the 8-3 and three Jags. And, uh, yeah, you know, that wraps up, I think, uh, Week 12, you know, a little recap, a little Week 13 preview, the NFL. And, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this NFL talk on – Today's episode, Thursday, November 30th. And uh, yeah, if you guys want to give me any of your thoughts on any NFL storylines, any anything I covered today, any predictions you have, uh, you know where to reach me. Hit us up on Instagram at the flame underscore ES. You could also hit us up at Rob Gal, R-O-B-C-A-O on Instagram. Or you could also email me at tfesrob at gmail.com. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this special edition NFL-only episode of the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoyed the quick, you know, NFL Week 12 recap, Week 13 preview, and my thoughts on Zach Ertz and a couple of teams in which I come to mind to me where I think he may end up signing with. And, uh, yeah, once again, before we wrap this up, shout-out to SeatGeek once again. Once again, make sure to use code ROBCAO, that's R-O-B-C-A-O, for $20 off your first ticket purchase from SeatGeek. Um, in the description of the episode, I'll be sure to, you know, put their link there, SeatGeek.com. If you don't, you know, check out the description. Make sure to, you know, head to your App Store, Google Play Store, and uh, search for SeatGeek. You know, like I said, um, to begin this episode, perfect time now to buy someone some tickets for a sports game, 
comedy show, concert, anything like that. And once again, if you're a first-time seat uh, geek ticket purchaser and uh, you want to get $20 off your order, make sure to use discount code ROBCAO. That's R-O-B-C-A-O. And until next time, everyone, take care.